they say I want to be a single father. These are the cards that were dealt to me. And, uh, you know, it, it, it changes you in ways that you can be able to relate with the world because uh, you're not the only one out there that's going through this. And, you know, that's a commonality that you can use as an approach to be able to bring, uh, gravitate people towards you. And uh, social media is a, uh, is a platform to, uh, to get that. It's a free platform. And if you use it right, you know, you could be very successful and it makes your job so easy. Like, you just don't realize how easy a job could be. I mean, to give you an example, I'm not saying you would ever want to do this, especially, you know, what Terrence said, double up. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to listen to that. But I mean, take I could take two hours out of my day, send a couple of messages out, do one video, and get three or four clients, and I can show the rest of the day. Like, and you know, I feel like I get paid to work out because it's not really me getting paid to work out. It's me basically putting my footage out there and, and, and getting people to be like, hey, look, what gym do you go to? And that causes a conversation or, you know, what do you eat to get, you know, to get like that or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I video cam everything. If I'm in, the, if I'm at church, I video cam, you know, the, the, the you know, if they're singing, um, you know, and then people ask, hey, what church do you go to? Hey, I go there too. So your stories are very important uh, when you're doing social media. Uh, it makes you relevant. Uh, and people are always curious about you, and that's what you want to do. You want to stay relevant so that people are always going to be curious about, you know, who you are, or, or do you add up to what you're putting out on that feed? And I'm going to get to that here in a second. Uh, but anyway, what I do is, um, you know, uh, I basically take my, my life and I put it out there without a blur. And what that means is, I know a lot of people are very, and I, and I don't speak for everybody when they do this. If you ever go to my Facebook page, it'll make sense to you. But when you're scrolling down somebody's page, you know, you're, you're, you know, if they see something that's not really interested, they go, they get out of it, right? They don't, you're not even relevant to them. There's nothing I can, you know, I can get out of this. So, and what happens is a lot of people tag a lot of people in a lot of stuff, you know, and then people just let that be on their page. But what happens when you speak or reach out to a client? You know, the first thing they're going to do, if you ever mention somebody, hey, my name is Joshua Humble, I work for New York Life, you know, I just wanted to do blah, 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 blah. They're, they're going, the first thing they're going to do is go look at who is this person. And they're going to go to your page. And, you know, if they don't have a clear, transparent picture of who you are, and they got all these tags, like they'll see a picture of you, and they got a tag of something funny, and then they got a tag of something or whatever, they're already out of it. And you, you just basically got, they're not going to respond you're, you're nobody to that. You're not important. So one thing that I do is, and as you can see these pictures on the platform, this is my daughter. And basically, if you ever go to my uh, my page, you'll see pictures of me and my daughter. Like she runs track. I have that video cam. Uh, I put scriptures out. Uh, I even do personal videos here at my house, and I speak of, um, you know. Uh, it could be about stocks. It could be about anything. But people want to see a face. They want to see a face that's, uh, you know, well-groomed. You know, at the, at the end of the day, you want to, your, your uh, perception's reality in the social media world. And it's, it's, uh, it's sad, but it is what it is. And you have to adapt to that. And if you don't adapt to that, you'll get left out. And this opportunity that I'm, I'm basically sharing with you, it won't work. So, you know, you've got to basically find your marketing niche. So I'm a single father, and I basically, you could say 90% of my clients are all women. 
Now, there's two reasons to that. Number one, women are attracted to what they like, especially if they're single women, right? And that's that's just that's a uh, that's a focus. Like I know, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm going to get out of it, right? But my main niche on that is that single parents, women, it's mainly women who are single with kids. If we think about statistically, right? So I'm a single father. I can relate with them. So when a single woman with kids sees a single father with a daughter, they automatically already adapt. They already already gravitated towards you because of the fact that, hey, look, I'm a single father. You're a single parent. Hey, I'm open already to a conversation because I respect you because all single parents get, you know, get respect, you know, because it's not easy doing it on your own. So therefore, they already understand where you're coming from. So that's a commonality right there. So they might be struggling, but you might be successful in something that you're doing as a single parent, whether you're going to church every Sunday. So I make sure that every Sunday when I go to church, I'm putting it out there because all my friends are single parents. And if, if, you know, if I feel like I'm going doing well in my life, but I'm going to church every Sunday and I'm putting scriptures out there, maybe that's something you could be doing too. So now they look up to you. Is that, does that make sense? So that's one thing you got to find your marketing niche. So find out what works in your life, what you have doing that maybe who could you gravitate towards and you can focus on that. Cause I'll go find friends and I'm looking for women who have kids because that's my marketing niche and I want them to stay my audience. Because they're gonna they're gonna love me, they're gonna trust me, and they're gonna be transparent. I'm gonna be so transparent that they're gonna I can make a phone call, do the application of the phone, and they live in Dallas. Never met them before, but they know me because I'm so transparent. They're like they feel like they know me, but they've never met me, and that's my brand. So you got to find out your marketing niche is basically going to be your brand, right? So single father, church going. Um, works out so and here's an example you want to ask yourself when when somebody says your when somebody says your name what is the first thing that comes to their head like what is that you know i know if anybody knows me the first thing they say hey look man you're that single father guy that does finances right and i know you're a church going guy the reason why they're able to say that is because it's a clear perception when you go to my page that's exactly who you see there's no blur. I don't let anybody tag on my page. And it's no offense to them, but it's, it's, that's part of my business. And when somebody, it makes me feel more confident to go send a message out to somebody on Messenger that doesn't even know who I am, that I know that when they screen me, they're going to reply back because they're going to love who they see. That, that, that's the confidence in that. And if you don't have a clear, you know, a clear perception of who you are on your Facebook, then you're going to get left out and nobody's going to, I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. And, you know, you can either take it and, and, and understand what I'm saying. Cause I've been doing this for what, two years and I have to go back to, you know, editing everything I'm putting out. Okay. That didn't work. Okay. That didn't work. Let me try this. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. Let me try it. And then I started getting a flow and now I'm comfortable that, you know, I can, you know, I can do this executive council every year without even having this, you know, leave my chair at the house where I'm at right now. I can do two hours, do one video, and I know that I'm going to get clients because of the fact that they love what they saw, they love what they heard, and they love everything about this guy. Uh, and another thing, just to kind of give you an example, just the other day I did a video of, uh, had nothing to do with New York life, nothing to do with stocks, nothing to do with any of that. I did a video about women being hurt, uh, and, and I know this sounds, you know, you'll understand what I'm saying once I finish, but 
I don't know if y'all know about that black guy who does uh, he does a lot of stuff about relationships. The black guy, he's always talking about, you know, if a woman does this, man, you got to do this, you got to do that. He's always talking about how you should treat a woman and what a woman needs and stuff like that. He made, he made it very successful doing that, right? So I had a conversation with somebody, you know, the night before, and I'm like, you know what, maybe, maybe I could add that, maybe I could add that to me because I'm very experienced in relationships and very experienced on how women should be treated. Uh, so why not put that out there, right? So I literally did a video talking about how women are hurt and how they should deal with themselves first before they go out there and try to date again because they keep finding themselves in the same situation. And, you know, you got to find yourself either right with God, find yourself either right with your kids before you allow another significant other to come in there because you're going to keep making the same mistakes. You're not going to be able to know what a, a, a good man is. Uh, you, can't, you wouldn't be able to, to uh, be able to distinguish a good man from a man who's not about anything because you haven't got right with yourself. And that right there, a whole topic, you know, 60 comments, you know, 150 likes, 700 views in one day. Um, but that right there, it draws people in. It makes people fall in love with you. And they'll, and if you even send them a message, oh, it's him, it's him, it's him. And they're already ready to talk to you because they already know what you stand for. And they like the, the substance that you're putting out. Does that make sense? So if you use those things and just, like I said, always put stories out there to stay relevant. And always put positive things out there, whether it be church, whether it be your kids, whether it be, uh, you know, obviously talk about what you do at your job. Uh, always, always. Uh, and one thing you want to do, too, just to add a little flavor to your page, you don't always have to be in a suit uh, when you're putting out information about your job. Because it could be very intimidating to a client that maybe you seem too professional or you seem too robotic or you seem too like you don't have a, a, a you know, you're not human. Right. When everybody always sees you in a suit all the time, they're like, man, do you ever, like, dress down? Like, are you always like that? So you have, you want to mix it up because you're going to get this crowd and you're going to get that crowd. So you want to get all of them. So there'll be sometimes I'll do a video with just, like, I'll have my hat, my cap on, a nice shirt or whatever, you know, a chain hanging out, and I'm talking educated. And it's confusing to them, but it's like, man, hey, look, he's a very, he's a cool, laid-back guy. So you want to be able to give that type of perception out there so everybody can be comfortable to have a conversation with you as opposed to, you know, because you want to reach everybody, you know, the middle class, lower class, high class, you want to meet all, you want to meet all of them. But some people may see, hey, look, I don't want to deal with that. He seems like he's going to tell me what to do. Or they can be like, hey, look, that's a single father guy that, you know, he seems really cool. I mean, he's always at the gym. You know, he doesn't always wear suits. He does wear suits. And when he does, he does it really, really well. But, hey, look, I could talk to that guy. Uh, but that's really why I've been so successful and, and it's easy to send out 20 messages a day on Messenger and get 10 responses back and of those 10 responses get six clients. I mean, just imagine doing that and just, you know, I know I can do more, <laughs> but I'm just basically riding this wave right now and it, you know, I feel like I've, this is my foundation, uh, uh, social media is my foundation and whenever I do branch out, uh, you know, when they let us back in the office and stuff, then obviously I'm gonna do a lot more because then, I can go to businesses and stuff like and add on to whatever I'm doing. So maybe that would be my double up of what Terrence is talking about, because then I can add that other, uh, you know, that other uh, avenue of business walk-ins to my foundation of social media. So I just scratched the surface, but I want y'all to be able to add that to your business so that way y'all can be successful and just, you know, do this before you leave two hours of time in social media and then go do your business walk-ins. So you do two hours of your time, executive counsel, 
And then on top of that, do your business walk-ins, you probably get president's counsel or something like that. So, but I won't know yet until I start doing that. But I don't know if anybody has any questions about any of that. Wow, that looks great. Thank you so much, Joshua. Appreciate it. Uh, and, and we will, you know, uh, hands raised, little blue hands, right? If you do have a question or, or two, for sure. Um, but I know for myself, you know, my, my biggest takeaway, um, I say biggest takeaway, but a few takeaways that I did hear when I'm, I'm leaning in and hearing, you know, your marketing plan and how you approach your market. First of all, it's all about, you know, who you are as a person and how do you connect um, with, with the next individual, you know, and so what I love is that you have identified your target market. It's like you can say it to a T. I'm looking for, you know, a single, um, I'm looking for, you know, a parent with kids, you know, because you are a single parent with a daughter or with a, with a kid as well, our children, you know, our child. Um, right. And so I, I do, you know, I, I got that. You know, so just being relatable, being able, because you have experiences as a, a single parent that, you know, other single parents can relate to. So identifying that target market is so key because you have a direct alignment of some of the things that they experience as well. And you also can see the, the loopholes when it comes to whether it's life insurance or financial planning, you know, that you can actually share and, and you know, uh, elevate them uh, with. So I love that. I also love that you're consistent. You're consistent with your marketing um, strategy. He says, you know, this is what I do. And one of the biggest things that we as an African-American market unit always say is your daily non-negotiables. What are you doing on a daily basis? Where Basically what we're saying is become consistent. Have a system and be consistent. And you said two hours a day. And you said, you know what? I was putting things out. You're being consistent. And you were able to see if it was working or not because you was consistent. And as you continue to be consistent, then you identify, okay, this is what's working and this is what, what's drawing people in and you tweaked it and, and perfected. it. And then now it's a consistent because as you mentioned, yes, you're executive counsel, but you're already on time for executive counsel this year. So that tells me that you're consistent in that as well. And I think that's so key. Uh, you mentioned also, you know, hey, you know, people want to see you and just being to be being able to be in the forefront, being where they can see you is so important and to letting people see who you are. So the beautiful thing about that, everyone on the call is this. Yes, New York Life said, hey, you know what? Here's LinkedIn. You know, here's also a professional Facebook page, you know, that we've suggested you have. But guess what, guys? You also have your personal space, your personal social media page, you know, and so, you know, you're a business owner. So yes, your LinkedIn and your, uh, your, uh, New York life professional page is your business is who you are. You put materials out, but even on your personal page, just showing your personality, those are people that actually know you'll have some type of connection to you. If you're not going to be in a suit, fine, but you still need to be high to, I mean, high caliber. Maybe it is, you know, Terrence, see what Terrence have on, you know, something that just shows, you know what, I'm still a professional because you always want to keep them in light of professional on the, on the professional pages. On your personal page, it's more about social listening and seeing what's going on. You know, who just had a baby? Like you're looking for women or, um, or, or men that's single with children. Somebody's pregnant. Somebody's having a child. That's social listening. On your personal page, you can see that. And, and actually, because you're putting out content every day, you can actually, you know, you can actually tailor that to that market. So I love that. Um, but I'm curious. I'm curious to know of the, the 40 plus people that's on the call. I just want to know. You know, if anybody, yes, if you have any questions, definitely going to take maybe one or two questions. But I also want to know takeaways. 
what else did you hear? You know, because we build off each other. You know, Joshua just gave us some of his time and just shared his process with us. It's doing, obviously, it's working very well for him, for him because he has identified a, a, a consistent system. But what I'm asking everyone on the call is, one, what was maybe one or two takeaways? Two, if you have any questions. So I'm just going to just put my little participant here. I do see a couple hands up. And so we're going to just go with the first one, which is Miss. Ronnie, Miss Ronnie, you're first up, and so go ahead and unmute and 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 give it to us. What do you have? We're ready. We're listening. So first of all, Joshua, thank you so much because I've been trying to figure out how do I keep that same personal personality that I have into the new you know social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, while while still holding on to the fact that I'm a businesswoman in the world of finances. So the way you did that and, and the way you're doing it is successful, but it was also empowering for me. As a matter of fact, I sent an email to you. I'd like to uh, spend some time with you if you don't mind. Uh, but a couple major takeaways uh, was one, stay relevant so that way others want to know who you are. That is brilliant brilliant and then of course prospecting with a purpose making sure that i have a clear perception of what my brand is online so that way i can attract the individuals that i want in my uh, network of business so powerful i look forward to sitting down with you awesome thank you so much for that ronnie i appreciate your, your feedback and everything and and to know that hey this this worked so now we're going to go to Tanisha. Tanisha, go ahead and unmute yourself. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate everything you said because I have definitely been on Facebook trying to figure out what my, all of that was going to be because I do respond to a lot of people and I comment, but I'm not getting um, any activity from it. So definitely I'll be reaching out to you later. And I definitely like an aspect that you said that I have not considered. Like what do people think about when they say your name? And I'm new in San Antonio. So back home, I was the insurance lady. Like I couldn't even go to Walmart. So it's different in a new environment, not having that branding come over across the state line with me. So... I'm hoping to plug into you a little bit later when it's convenient for you just to figure out how I can bring my brand from my small city, Coco, into the big city of San Antonio. So I just want to thank you and congratulate you again. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And what I love is you're in San Antonio. Joshua's in San Antonio. Okay, now. We're working with something. Yes. And so this is what I'm talking about. We're in a platform where everyone within the West Central Zone, you, you know, can lean in on each other, know each other. And so I love that. Love that. Okay, Tan- uh, Tana, I think I said it correctly. More hit. Yes, you did. All right. Did. Okay, yay. <laughs> I love this. I, I look so look forward to, you know, our meetings and so forth every time. And I definitely have a lot of takeaways each time. Um, Joshua, amazing, amazing story. I really appreciate you sharing this, and I am definitely um, looking forward to uh, maybe hopefully talking with you as well. Yesterday was my birthday, and I was literally here on Facebook responding to a lot of birthday wishes that I got. (laughs) Happy birthday! Happy birthday! 
Very um, yes, thank you so much. So uh, I was just thinking about how can I gauge these individuals who wished me a happy birthday um, with you know sharing my information and making it appealing to them uh, as well. So I want to ask you, how do you pivot from you know someone responding to getting their contact information to have a conversation with them? Uh, so one thing you, you have to, uh, one thing about social media is that you have to be very careful, uh, about what you say and why you're saying it, because you don't want to use something to get what you want because they're going to be looking for that. Like they don't want to be solicited. Uh, they want it to be as genuine as possible. Um, so, uh, you know, I wouldn't use your birthday as a platform to get clients because, you know, it's, it's celebrating you. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to trying to get business. Uh, now, if they did reach out to you and you know and, and did comment on your page or said whatnot, uh, just I would pay more focus on them. You know, going forward, uh, you know, whoever that may be, as far as like whether it's liking their pictures more, you know, being their stories. You know, you, sometimes I'll just go through stories. I was like click 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 click, just because they can see you or you know you are at least you know you're not like uh, they're not like a ghost to you like you know. Um, you just stuff like that, but like, and then, you know, uh, that's, that's kind of like, it's a, um, I call it, well, I'm not going to say I call it, I just made it up, ghost communication. You don't really have to say something, say something about, to, to somebody to communicate with them. Um, just by you liking a picture or you, uh, them seeing mm-hmm. you in their stories shows a, uh, a connection that you don't have to talk or speak to. Um, but you stay relevant that way as well. There's a lot of ways to stay relevant. Um, just by somebody looking at your stories and staying relevant because, you know, believe it or not, people do go in their stories and see who looks at their, their stuff because they want to see who's interested in them. So um, that would probably be, you know, and as far as pivoting to, uh, you know, let's just say not using your birthday, but just to say, you know, like I'll give you an example. And I wanted to uh, say this, Steve, uh, before, you know, we got the call. One of uh, the reason single parents with kids is so easy is because, you know, parents, uh, they want the best for their kids, right? And it's a very emotional attachment towards kids. So you lead in with, uh, you know, I always lead in with a savings account for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. And that opens up a conversation to everything else. So it's like, hey, look, I don't know if you have anything done with your kids right now, but I would love to speak with you. You know, me being a single father, you know, I just want to share with you what I'm doing right now for my kid. Uh, you know, that right there, and you want to make it as personal as possible, make it very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, use their name where they say, hey, look, good morning, Erica. You know, and, you know, when you go to the page, if they have one or two kids, make sure you get it right. Don't say children. If you say, hey, look, you have a beautiful daughter because you saw that she has a daughter um, or if she has, you have a beautiful son and daughter, that shows that you do know them and that you are personally talking to them. Um, that right there, that could be a difference of them responding to your message if that makes sense. So, um, but yeah, if you, I mean, if you, you want to be able to like, and I, I, like I said, it's your page is that important you know, as you see these pictures up here, you know, uh, when you're scrolling down somebody's page, your your page is so important if they respond back to you or not, because every person is going to screen your page, period. If you reach out to somebody, they are going to look at who is this person, and if they do not like what they see, or like what they see, you're not going to get a response, and they're not going to give you the time of day. They'll leave you on red. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good point. Thank you so much, and I'll be reaching out to you. Sure. That's all I'm in Houston. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. 
Okay, good. Thank you for that question. I think it helped a lot of people on the call. And I love that ghost communication uh, that you have and you stated, Justin, uh, Joshua, because we actually have ghost writing within the company. Guys, look that up. It's huge. Uh, we, you know, whether it's, you know, looking and liking their stuff, but also how can you be present but not present? Like, you know, because those people see when you're liking their stuff. So I love that part of it. Okay, Anike, I'm, you're next. You can go ahead and lower your hand. Or I'll lower the hand. Just unmute. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry. Thank you so much, Joshua, for um, telling us your story. I actually came from the healthcare um, field and I've been trying to develop a process to you know, pivot or make that my niche. So thank you for sharing your story. I'm going to work harder to make sure that um, the healthcare field becomes a successful niche for me. I do have a question for you, though. While you were speaking, I went to your uh, social media page. I went to your Facebook. And sorry if I'm asking some um, intriguing questions. Um, how do you deal with compliance? Because I was looking through what you posted, and looking through, you know how they say here, so social, you got to make your um, social media pages linked with essay social and things like that. How do you do with compliance? <laughs> well, um, a lot of things, I, you know, I do have to go to SMRU, uh, you know, but, you know, it, I understand and I talk to my, you know, my leader, you know, um, because what happens is you'll get a lot of people on your team that are, you know, not on your team, but they're on your team that look for things because they're not able to do it themselves. So therefore they look for reasons why they don't want you to do that. Um, and what I speak of, and I'm going to just be very real and genuine and blunt with this, um, you know, with SMRU, they don't, you know, there's one thing you can't do is give out facts. You can't give out percentages, statistics. Um, you know, I make everything as personal as possible and it's, it's my personal page. And, you know, I've had SMRU look at my page before it you know, look at the videos that I put out. And I never not once talked about numbers. I never not once talked about percentages or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, that could be, um, you know, held back on you. And, you know, that company, the car company doesn't want anything to do with, hey, look, guarantees. Or, you know, always say, hey, look, hey, oh, I always use uh, categories of words like, hey, let's say, for instance, or uh, optimistically, you know, or, um, you know, in, in, a, in a perfect world. Like, you know, those approaches are, um, there's no guarantees in that. There's no facts, there's no stasis, none of that. You, can never, you want to keep everything as personal. And one thing I wanted to share with you too as well, and, I, and, I, and it's kind of just came to my head right now. Um, and I know this is kind of completely off topic, but it may be very, uh, it might be a gem for you. Uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Robinhood, Acorn, and Coinbase and all that stuff. Okay. So what, uh, throughout that little freeze storm that we had, I uh, literally, right before it happened, I, um, you know, because I wanted to see what this was about, you know, the Robinhood thing. So I literally opened up an account, and obviously you got to go through the, you know, because you can't be with New York Life and have a Robinhood account or whatever. So I really uh, went through Robinhood, got an account, and, you know, I put some money in there, and, you know, I was trying to research stocks because, you know, I had nothing to do. It was a winter storm. I'm researching online. I'm like, I'm trying to put myself in a consumer's perspective to kind of see what these people are doing and why they need us, right? So that's why I keep everything personally between me and the uh, and the client or whoever my audience is, is that me putting myself in their shoes and I saw when I lost and I woke up and I lost $500, you know, that hit me, right? But who else is that hitting like that? 
So my thing is, if you don't have that emotional connection to be able to speak emotionally, though, make it very, very personal. Does that make sense? So like it's a personal conversation I'm having through my videos with a client or a future client. There's nothing about, uh, you know, New York life or there's nothing about uh, anything that talks about the business. It's just me having a personal conversation with anybody out there that I leave my business out. I leave New York life out of it. And if somebody wants to talk to me about New York life, they can they can talk to me because they know I'm in that industry and they know I'm in that field. Uh, but that's another way to be able to avoid, you know, like stay within compliance because, you know, at the end of the day, that is my personal page. And if I want to talk about my daughter, if I want to talk about church, or if I want to talk about an incident that happened, uh, you know, if it came down to stocks, anything like that, you know, that's my, you know, that's, it's, as long as I'm not referring or recommending or anything like that, then I'm, I'm within compliance. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, yes. So actually, this is great information. I hope that everyone you know, was able to jot down one or two or maybe three things that you actually can use. And so a couple of things that I want to share uh, uh, before we close out is I, I really want, I'm about to turn it back over uh, to Corporate Vice President Terrence Sims. But what I want to do after he uh, closes us out is I wanted to come back to the gallery of pictures where you guys can be all spotlighted because we have three pages of of agents as here that's within the West Central Zone and you have to challenge yourself. Do you know more than uh, the individuals in your general office? So I'm going to challenge you even right now, you know, just flip through real quick and maybe write down one person or two people, maybe three people that, you know what, I just want to, I just want to reach out to them, find out where they're from, what, you know, what general office, when they came, you know, and what their goals are. Because accountability partners and just having a support group is so important. Sometimes we can feel like we're on an island by ourselves. And I'm telling you, if you have somebody, you have a rough day, you call and just, you know, hey, how's it going? Or somebody call you when you're having a rough day. It can change the dynamics of your day. But if you don't know and you're not reaching out and you don't have a relationship with people, you can feel like you're by yourself. So I'm going to ask that everyone on this call, because, you know, we are West Central Zone. I need you to at least write down one or three people that, that you see the name on the call, just write down their name and just send, hey, let's do a virtual coffee. Do a virtual coffee. Extend your network, not just external, but internal. So definitely wanted to throw that out there because when we're together on ground, again, you like, tight, West Central Zone. We know who we are, you know? We're the mighty West Central Zone. And that's what I'm hoping to have here. So uh, with that being said, thank you. And I'm going to turn it over back to Terrence to close us out. Hey, everybody. Um, just phenomenal, phenomenal um, energy. And, and Joshua, just great stuff. Actually, as always, I, I took copious notes, man. You see that I'm actually, this is my second page of stuff going between you and Didi. So phenomenal, phenomenal approach. One thing, um, as, I, as I go in to share my screen here, give me a bear with me if you can. Apologies for that. Okay. All right. So before I go into setting the standard, I wanted to kind of just go for a couple of things. One, um, this is a little a bonus for you, Joshua. Maybe this can kind of help you out. I thought about your market. Um, when I see people who have a very defined market like yours, I get excited about that because I always ask myself, well, what would I do in those shoes or what are some of the things I've heard other agents do? And this is definitely something I've heard other agents do. Um, 
when you have a, a, a targeted market such as, as single parents, creating a study group with them would be phenomenal. Something where they meet often and they do things more than just reading. Obviously, I would love to do a book club with them because that's just definitely going to do, as Didi would say, elevate the standard. Think about um, what it would do for them if every single month or every single week, however often you want to meet, you're reading a book, you're meeting with each other, and you're discussing that book. And make that book about bettering yourself. Not just one particular topic, but so many different types of topics. It doesn't have to be around life insurance or finances. Just something to better themselves because you're creating a buzz around your name. They're going to start saying, man, I have to invite my friends. I have to invite my friends. And as Joshua alluded to earlier, all of his friends are single parents. So that means that single parents tend to hang out with single parents. So that means that they're going to start saying, man, you got to go to this, this study group that I have every single week with Joshua. He created this group. He has this us together doing things, and this is what we discuss. Another thing, because it doesn't always have to be reading, create events and activities for the children. Something for the kids to get together and do. During this pandemic, there's so many kids. My son definitely is a, is a perfect catalyst of this, where he's like, I got to get outside. I got to do something. So once we start to open up and start to be more comfortable around being around people, let's create some type of venue for them where they can actually be together, spend time together. And it's kind of the parents getting together and doing that. You create a great relationship. You foster a lot of great relationships with doing something like that. Now, another thing that I wrote down, and I didn't really go into it, but I love that Joshua, he pulled it. He pulled it from what I talked about when he talked about doubling up on your efforts. I want to go over really, really quickly about goals versus desires. You may have heard me discuss this before, and I can't even say I came up with it. Dr. Randy Marshall came up with this many years ago. I had the pleasure of listening to him speak, and he brought up the difference between goals versus desires. And he kind of put it all in perspective for us. And he said, is it a good goal as a father to, to raise a kid that goes on to be a very successful doctor, a very successful lawyer, or whatever success you want to quantify them or them as their own for them to just be successful is that a good goal is it a good goal to to have a great marriage to to have this amazing relationship between your spouse believe it or not those are not good goals those are desires and the reason why they are desires is because you cannot control them what you can control is your activity you can control what you do but you can't control what others do so what Joshua pulled from what I said was he pulled the goal, the goal of doubling up your action. If you want to become successful, you make more dials. You want to become successful, you talk to more people. It doesn't mean you close more people. It doesn't mean that you get more phone calls being picked up. You're actually just increasing your activity. That is a goal that you control. So make sure you're understanding the difference between goals versus desires. So often, we as people, we constantly... Uh, get those two confused and when we have those two confused you know what happens we become demoralized because we're thinking about the desire as that goal we're saying man i gotta make i gotta make fifty thousand dollars in a month i got to i gotta make seventy five thousand dollars in a month i got to but that's a desire when you don't hit that number you start to become demoralized but if you understand the difference of in order for me to make fifty thousand dollars in a month i have to do the activity that results in it that activity is going to be something that I can control. If I don't hit that activity, I can only blame myself. So make sure we understand the difference between goals versus desires. Joshua, great job from extracting that from what I said earlier. So as I continue on with setting the standard and closing out the session, 
Here's our call to action. I want you to think about one, create your council and your end goals. Create what you want. Do you want to end off as an executive council agent, as a president's council agent, a chairman's council agent? And then once you figure that out, take it all the way through because we know council ends in the end of June. So how are you going to finish your year as well? Because that ending of the year is going to give you that momentum for 2022 council. Know your averages. Now, I told you to take those photos so you can make sure that you're actually looking at that average and say, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how I can find my averages. Not the averages of Joshua, not the averages of Keith, not the averages of anybody else in the poll. Your averages. Know your averages. And your partner can definitely walk you through that as well. What are you going to do to attain that goal? Now, remember, you created a goal. How are you going to hit it? I just told you how you're going to hit it. You're going to hit it by doubling up your activity. Your activity is going to help you hit that goal. And what is your process? Now, Joshua went over his process. Others have shared their process on the call as well today. So think about your process. Something that you do and you do really well. You probably do better than anybody else that you have in your circle. What is that process? Define it. Cultivate it. What's your prospecting process? How are you finding new names? What's your selling process? How are you taking your clients and prospects through that journey of this is what the solution should be? And what's your closing process? How are you asking for the sale? Are you confident with asking for the sale? Do you typically need a partner to come in and help you out? Take that partner's language and make that your own. What's your referral process? How are you asking for that referral? Because if you do the prospecting, the selling, and the closing, and then you go into that referral, guess what you just did? You just went right back in a full circle. That referral is your prospecting, which then goes to your selling, which then goes to your closing, which goes into a referral, goes into your prospecting, which goes to your selling. You're just constantly doing this. I'm an Audi Volkswagen guy. Think of the Audi rings. There's four circles. That's a looping process. Continue that looping process. How will you set your standard? Ask yourself, how will you set your standard? Now, that's how I'm going to close you off, and I'm going to hand it off to Dee Dee for her closing remarks. Dee Dee, go right ahead. Thank you so much, Terrence. Uh, I hope that everyone truly enjoyed this meeting today. I really think that, you know, Joshua and Joshua and Terrence took it away, so we are good. I hope it, it lifts your spirits and you're ready to win and you're feeling strong. So let's go out there, guys. Let's go out there and double up. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye for now. Take care, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings to you guys. Thank Bye, you. Everyone. Blessings. <laughs>